What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the J Red Show on Anchor and Spotify and everywhere else you get your podcast. The Kansas City Chiefs are your Super Bowl champion by defeating the Philadelphia Eagles 38 to 35. Patrick Mahomes was the MVP going 21 for 27, 182 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. He also had a great game rushing, six carries for 44 yards, included a 26-yard rush that was late in the game that almost sealed it. Well, what sealed the game was a bogus holding call against Philadelphia. Because we all know the refs are biased towards Patrick Mahomes, and just like they were towards Tom Brady. Haha. <laughs> but all joking aside, um, just a phenomenal effort by Patrick Mahomes. This game is going to be talked. This was Patrick Mahomes' statement game, as he established. This is the game that established Patrick Mahomes as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Kansas City was down 24 to 14 at half and Mahomes was injured. So I thought they were in trouble. But then they just come roaring back. Like I said Mahomes had a 26-yard run with an in, with a with with an, with an injured leg. He is an absolute tremendous athlete. I mean, the media is all over Patrick Mahomes, but you have no choice but to respect the man at this point, whether you like him or not. Jalen Hurst had a very good game, too. 27 with 38, 304 yards, and one touchdown. Philadelphia is going to be around for a while. Um, Nick Bolton had a 36 yard fumble return, so credit to the Eagles, de- to the Chiefs defense. And plus credit to both offensive lines. Both these teams provide the, especially the Chiefs, but both these teams provide a roadmap to the Bills on how they can get to the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs might also distract them. I mean, it's it's mostly the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs should give Bills fans a little... little, I'm not going to say optimism because we don't know what Brandon Bean is thinking. But a roadmap on how the Bills could get to the Super Bowl. And it starts off by building a good, solid offensive line around Josh Allen. Brandon Bean made some mistakes with the offensive line, like not building around Wyatt Teller. But another another mistake being made was he just went all defense last year. He thought the strategy to beating Kansas City was just to to pressure Mahomes and just to put a tremendous amount of pressure on Mahomes and shut him down. Well, the Bills did beat the Chiefs earlier this year, yes, and Von Miller was a huge part of it. But if the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, they need to they they they're probably going to have to beat Kansas City in a shootout just like last year 
where whoever has the ball last wins. I mean, they just need Josh Allen just to fire on all cylinders and just get hot like he did last year. I really felt like the Bills panicked when they lost in those 13 seconds. But that team was closer to the Super Bowl than this team. I mean, I keep going back and forth on whether or not the Bills would have won the Super Bowl that year if they if they held on for those 13 seconds. But the more I think about it, then I think, yeah, they... they with the way Josh Allen was playing, he he was just red hot, and that's the and that's what the Bills need to do: get an offensive line and get receivers around Josh Allen. The the old saying was defense wins championships, but to free up salary cap space, they gotta let Poyer go. They probably gotta get rid of of Tremaine Edmonds. They they need to put all their focus on the offensive line and find a receiver outside. I think offensive line is more important. I know those rumors of them possibly getting Odell Beckham, but I don't think he's going to improve that team much. They 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 just got to build a wall around Josh Allen. I think they will do that. My way too early prediction for next year is that the is is that the 2023 Buffalo Bills will be similar to the 2021 Buffalo Bills. They're going to go like 11-6. and six. They're going to regress. And then they're going to be on the road at Arrowhead Stadium. And they're going to face the Chiefs in a wild and wacky game where whoever has the ball last wins. Next year, I'm not going to be too concerned about the number one seed. I'm not even going to be concerned about the division. If Miami takes the division, or the Patriots or the Jets, I think it's mostly Miami, fine. Because home field advantage did jack shit for the Bills this year. We're, we're all concerned about getting the number one seed. Like, we got to get the number one seed. Got to have home field advantage. Okay, maybe, maybe the Bills would have fared better had they got the number one seed. But I, at that first round bye... But I don't know. I really did not like our chances of finishing the the win in the Bengals game had the Hamlin incident but not started. And I really don't know if they would have won the Super Bowl this year with the number one seed. But they just got to keep building around Josh Allen. I'm the eternal optimist. And I just keep telling myself, keep building around Josh Allen he will give a, he will get us a Super Bowl hopefully as i said on my last show my hope is that while the chiefs are the tom brady patriots i'm hoping that the bills are the the Peyton Manning colts but i'm concerned this could go horribly wrong like the philip rivers colts or if we don't build a, a, a solid offensive line the andrew luck colts I mean, I'm trying to claim on the optimism that Allen will get a Super Bowl, but this could go horrible. But this could go horribly wrong. But basic, but back to Mahomes. Based just like in basketball, how fans argue 
Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. In football, we are going to argue um, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Has Patrick Mahomes surpassed Tom Brady as the greatest of all time? It's too early, but he is well on his way. Statistically, he's he's um, on pace to break in Brady's records. He already has two Super Bowls. But unlike Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, we actually did see um, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady, and they are 3-3 three and three against each other. So that's also going to contribute to this argument. Of course, another argument is you could argue that um, Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers are better than the both of them, but they were never given the help and the coaching staff and the weapons that New England and Kansas City got, because that was just a tremendous coach. That was just a tremendous coaching effort. Sky Moore was Scadarius Tony and, and Sky Moore. And those two touchdowns in the fourth quarter that put Kansas City ahead, they were wide open. No Eagles players was around them. So Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit for this Super Bowl. And then you can put Josh you can put Josh Allen and Joe Burrow in the same category as um Well, again, it's too early. We'll see what happens, how many rings they get. But as of now, you can put Josh Allen and Joe Burrow in the same category as Rodgers and Manning, that they might be a better quarterback than um, Mahomes and Brady, but do they have the coaching that They haven't got the help and the assistant. They don't have the good coach enough, good enough coaching staff and offensive line to improve to um, get to the and receivers get it to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, I and the, when I say not good enough coaching staff, I do want to give Sean McDermott and credit, of course. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. The Bills made the playoffs five times in the last six years after missing it 17 straight before Sean McDermott. But you got to quit after that performance against Cincinnati and after so many failures in the playoffs, especially on the defense, you gotta wonder if Sean McDermott's the coach for the job. And if they don't if they don't get at least to the AFC championship game this next year, he could be on the hot seat. I mean I don't know what the Pagulas are thinking. I mean and yes, what Bill and what Bills fans think. Like do I mean yes, it's frustrating not to get to this big dance. But could you um but could you imagine firing the coach who got the Bills in the playoffs five times in the last six years after mi- after missing it 17 straight? I posted a poll on Twitter asking, should Marv Levy have been fired in the early 90s? Because I've been thinking, four straight Super Bowls, and you couldn't win at least one with Hall of Famers like Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid, Kent Hall, Bruce Smith. From what I understand, the Bills were barely outcoached in those four straight Super Bowls. And 
I guess we'll never find out, but would removing Marv Levy have gotten them at least one? Well, most voters on that poll said no, it would not have. What are your thoughts here on Twitter at Jared Show? On to hockey. The Buffalo Sabres snap a four-game losing streak by defeating the awful Anaheim Ducks. Seventeen, awful. The Buffalo Sabres snap a four-game losing streak by defeating the tanking Anaheim Ducks seven to three. That snaps a four-game losing streak. Buffalo jumped to a two-nothing lead with goals from Tyson Jost and Tage Thompson. But then Anaheim quickly scores three goals to make it 3-2. But then Buffalo scores five unanswered to, for a 7-3 victory. Just like the Bills, I think the Sabres' future is very bright. I am really excited for the next couple of years of Buffalo sports because I have cautious optimism that both the Bills and the Sabres will be in championship windows. I mean, this could go horribly wrong. But they have argued, but both the Bills and the Sabres have one of the best players in the league, Josh Allen and Tage Thompson. And the Sabres have a great core of Cousins, Darlene, Power, Skinner. And the Sabres are young. I mean, that's what gets me excited for the future. For this year, the Buffalo Sabres are now four points back of a playoff spot. I mean,. Considering where they've been the previous decade, this is a huge success to be this close to the playoffs this late into the season. I mean, the winning fans back, the arena's packed again. This franchise is showing life, and that's all I needed. Yes, of course, I would love to see the Sabres make the playoffs. Especially with the NBA Sacramento Kings about to make it, which would put them only behind the New York Jets. But I cannot say I'm super optimistic about the playoffs. Because they are still young. They're still having struggles. They lost four in a row where they were outscored badly. They got blown out by the Kings. Blown out by Calgary and Carolina. This four-game losing streak, not only did they lose... Not only did they lose four in a row, but they lost badly. So, there's still kinks in the armor. So, that's why I can't... And they got two teams to jump ahead. So, I cannot say I'm optimistic for playoffs. But, barring a huge collapse, I think I'm very happy with what I've seen from this team. And I am very excited for the future. The Rochester... The, the, the farm team, the Rochester Americans... Their season's starting to slip. They are fifth in the North Division, only two points ahead of Cleveland, and they're three and six and one their last ten games. And I think their season's in trouble. Um, just like the, I, I I kind of view the Amherst in the same boat as the Sabers. I think their future is bright. I mean, next year I think it'll be a lot more fun to watch. Look okay, at year two of Coolidge, Rosen, Sedequist, and Kiskoff, Oslin, Johnson. And um, one reason why both Sabres fans and Amherst fans should be excited is for Devin Levi. Because I think goaltending is a. Well, the Sa well I do like a lot of what I've seen of the Sabres. The one thing they really got to improve on is the goaltending. 
Northeastern Hockey won the Beanpot Tournament, and um, Devin Levi was named semifinalist for the 2023 Rich, Rich Award. He just had a tremendous game. They beat Harvard 3-2 in a shootout. Levi made some tremendous saves. I mean, that's a huge reason why, and that's another reason why Sabres fans should be optimists for the future. So I'm very excited for the future of Buffalo sports. But for now, like I said, I don't think either the Sabres or the Amherst are going to make the playoffs this year. Just see, We'll just see what happens. Hope we can see some growth and development. Well, I hope I'm wrong and they both make it. Um, well, one team I am excited for is the Buffalo Bandits. For this year, is the Buffalo Bandits, who sit on top of the NLL East Division with a 7-2 record, which is also tied with the Rochester Nighthawks and the Toronto Rock. So, they could, probably, they could probably deliver a championship this year. And now for this final segment, teams under the most pressure to win a championship. Um, for football, I think it's um, the Bills and the Bengals. I mean, um, more so the Bills, but um, Patrick Mahomes is not going anywhere. you got Trevor Lawrence rising through the league. Um, the AFC is going to be really tough, so... You got the Bills and the Bengals feel like you gotta win at least one Super Bowl with Josh Allen and um, Joe Burrow, respectively. For hockey, it's um, the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again, Edmonton has um, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl breaking r records and just providing entertaining hockey, but they haven't gone anywhere in the playoffs except. For Outside of a few short, um, outside of a, f of a few years, so you feel like you gotta win a Stanley Cup with those two, and the Toronto Maple Leafs with Austin Matthews, same thing. The pressure, the pressure on the Maple Leafs to get out of the first round. So hopefully the Sabers can join that category in like a year or two if Tage Thompson and the rest can grow, continue to grow. Baseball, it's the Yankees and Aaron Judge. Um, and the Padres and the Padres and Juan Soto. For the NBA, it's um, the Boston Celtics um, and Jason Tatum, and then um, the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. I, I mean, I mean, all four of these teams that have the same issue for the same reason. They have one of the sports best players, and it's like, okay, you got to win a championship with them. Now, soccer, as we see the careers of. Um, Ronaldo and um, Messi coming to an end real soon. Um, for the Premier League, it's probably Arsenal since they're tied with Manchester City and um, with 51 points each. And Manchester City is assembling a dynasty while Arsenal hasn't won in 20 years. But I do predict uh, Manchester City to pull away. Um, maybe Mbappe for for soccer. Um, um, maybe Mbappe in France, but they did win the World Cup, so the pressure's probably off them. It, it's got to be Harry Kane in England and Tottenham. He is the third best um, Premier League goal scorer um, of all time. He's one of the great players. I mean, I mean, he's the per. I mean, he'd be the perfect. I mean, he'd be perfect for. I mean. He'd be per this is this is perfect for both Tottenham and England to have the most pressure with Harry Kane. So the team is the the most pressure. The Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, 
the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, Tom McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Leon Dreisaitl and the Edmonton Oilers, Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I'm going to take back Milwaukee because Giannis did win a championship. But um, Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics. Um, Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Juan Soto and the Padres. Harry Kane and Tottenham and Team England. So who's under the most pressure to win a championship? Here on Twitter at JRedShow. And I will see you later.